Hey everyone, welcome to JoJo's World. Good morning to everyone that isn't asleep, because that would be very hard to listen to this podcast with. I get asleep listening to podcasts. Do you? I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. I'm Nick Valentine, the other one of the co-hosts. This is our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast in which we recap and discuss episodes of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 4, Diamond is Unbreakable, for your listening pleasure. Or disdain. Yeah. Give us a good old-fashioned hate listen and then review us five stars on iTunes. Oh, they were fucking plebs. Or Stitcher. Ooh. We're on everything now, aren't we? Not uh, not Spotify. They won't have us, but they will have InfoWars so they can go fuck themselves. <laughs> so, Liam, what is today's thing? Today's thing is an episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure... <laughs> In fact, the 20th episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 4, Diamond is Unbreakable, and the uh, 94th episode of the series as a whole. The big 9-4. Yeah, that classic number that we all remember from our childhoods. Yeah. And coming up next, number 94. It covers chapters 348 through 353 of the manga. That's quite a few. That's quite a few, and you could tell. Yeah. No OP, no ending. Only solid Just quality content. Wall-to-wall, wall floor-to-floor action. All day, every day. The heart-pulsing action of this episode never stopped. It was just a whole bunch of drawings. So much heart-pulsing. <laughs> Do you know how much heart goes into an episode of JoJo's, Liam? Do you know how much of my blood and sweat is in this cake? Uh, eat the cake, eat the whole cake, Bruce. Oh, God. So I'm very excited. We have new Patreons, Liam. We have new Patreons. Which means new shoutouts. Patreons next generations. Ugh. So today's episode of JoJo's World is brought to you by Ivan, the autistic philosopher. All right. <laughs> what a name. What a fantastic name. It makes me so happy. Expound on that. Well, it's like, you know, it's just a fun little like... Nom de plume. Of... Yeah. It's like, oh, that's, I guess, fine. <laughs> you you, you came name. into that so strong And then you back down so hard Well it's like It's just one of those names that makes you go huh. That's certainly a name Yeah And that's about the extent of it but, Thank you, know. you Ivan for your kind support And your wonderful name So Jojo's Bizarre Adventure What is it? No one knows <laughs> No one's entirely certain It's just a collection of Things that happen in a way that we deem to be a bizarre adventure. Mm, yes. That relate around some Jojo. Nick, you shut your goddamn mouth. Because I want to share with you an author's note from our friend Hirohiko Araki, creator of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh, Christ, here we go. This is from Volumes 37 of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Did you say Volumes? Yes, I misspoke. Liam, you're not one to misspeak. This is from Volumes 37. Here we go. Hit me with that knowledge. I'm really into, like, internal pluralization. You know, like, passes by or... Uh... Wait, is this the author's note or is no, this, this you? No, me. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I can see that being an author's note. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's a mystery from my daily life. Oh, fuck. Here we go. Okay. Every night at 9 and 11 p.m., never forget, Okay. the people who live on the floor under my studio... Always open the window to the veranda and bang on something wooden, in inverted commas. <laughs> okay. Exactly yeah. twice, never three times, in parentheses. Knock, knock. Then they slam the window shut again. This knock, knock sound reverberates through the night sky. 
What could they possibly be doing? And this happens every night. To be continued in volume 38. What? Fucking what? Does uh, he go down there? Man, like, that, that's the mark of a good storyteller. He's got his hooks in you now. What? Does he just walk down there and go, hey, what the fuck are you doing? I mean, clearly he doesn't, unless he does in volume 38. I mean, I don't know. He never expanded on what they did. He just said on something quote unquote wooden. Does he even know what the wooden thing is? So I'm looking ahead and he doesn't return to the wooden thing next volume. Oh, no. <laughs> this is going to be a mystery forever. Did he ever go down? Am I even allowed to know? I don't know. Oh, Nick, I don't know. Some things out there man wasn't meant to know. <laughs> the cold, dark reality of a bizarre adventure that only Araki can see into. So, Nick. Yes. Yukako Yamagishi, Dreams of Cinderella, is the name of this week's episode. Yes. I agree. <laughs> we concur. <laughs> We're on the same page on what is and not this episode's name. What do you think about this episode? I like it. Okay. I like it a lot. It is deeply disturbing on multiple levels, but at the same time... Would you time, describe it as some Junji Ito shit? <laughs> um, yes, I would. It is some deep, profound Junji Ito level moral relativism shit. I think I have mixed opinions on this episode. As you so should. It won't surprise any... Of our listeners that I think the, the source of those mixed opinions flows from my similarly mixed opinions on the betrayal of women in the series to date. Sure, yes. And, and as I spoke about in uh, Yukako's debut episodes, mm-hmm. uh, Yukako Yamagishi's In Love Parts 1 and 2, uh-huh. I think she's a really cool character and I'm disappointed that the crux of all of her motivation just always comes back to, I want Koichi to <laughs> like me. Boys, boys, boys. Yes. Have we ever had a- But despite that, I think she is cool and she goes about it in a cool way. Yeah. Have we ever had a male character who's like, yo, I want to get ladies. This is me doing fingers. Um, no. She- I mean, Joseph was a horn dog. Yeah, that's true. But he was also just- Joseph. Kind of rude and insufferable <laughs> all the time. It's not like you've got that guy from um, My Hero Academia who's like... I don't know. No, he's like a really flamboyant dude who keeps being upstaged by everyone because no one cares about him. So he's always like, everyone just look at me. I'm amazing. And everyone's like, hey, have you seen that new thing yet? And he's like, no, Nick, that sounds is like, it me? Sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> really Story of my life. Flashy hair. <sighs> yeah, that's pretty that much it. That was me just tearing off my shirt to reveal a, a second cooler shirt. Yakuza style. Yeah. <laughs> No, I think um, this episode is good as far as a... Yakuza 0, available now on Steam. Steam. Ooh, get excited. I know I'm going to be buying it. My barber was telling me he bought a Steam controller recently. Good for him. (laughs) Your barber? Yeah. Speaking of, fetching new haircut. Thank you, Nick. Yeah. No one can see it. I take a uh, a two to one fade on the the back and sides and then I get a sort of a pomp going up top. There you go. Is that how fades work? Is there like a ratio of fades? Well, the clipper settings. Ah, right. Gotcha. I should learn these things one day. You might say, why are you talking about Liam's hair? Surely aesthetics have nothing to do with this episode and you would be wrong. It all comes back to Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, part four, Diamond is Unbreakable, episode... 20. It's it's 20. It's episode 20. 20. Yukako Yamagishi, dreams of... Cinderella. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) A Yukako episode. A good Yukako episode, might I add. Because it's weird as shit. 
It's about how the <laughs> beauty industry preys on young and exploitable ladies. Yeah, for profit. And love. And deep down, isn't that what... To make them feel all... like, without our products, you'll never be happy. Yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah. The other thing that I'm... I have mixed feelings on about this episode mm-hmm. is that the character we'll meet, who I, I suppose is the closest thing to an antagonist in this episode, uh, Dr. Yep. Aya Suji. Definitely an antagonist. Suji Aya. Yep, yep. Um, but she's a very part four antagonist in that she doesn't seem outwardly malicious, you know? Yeah, she's not trying to kill them. Yeah, she's an antagonist in the same way that I suppose Tonio was. Yes. <laughs> hey guys, I'm going to help was you. Josuke the antagonist? of Josuke was certainly the villain of that piece. He was still the protagonist, though. Yes. Um, regardless. So she talks a lot about how, like, I'm going to help you find love and blah, 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 but only only for so long a day and you have to obey my specific rules that are being set for no real reason. Yeah, because she's a godmother. Or I'll ruin your life. Yeah, because she's a godmother. That's what godmothers do. Have you ever met your godmother? I don't have a godmother. Well, there you go. You wouldn't know. My godmother, I, I assume I have one, <laughs> set very strict rules on my upbringing. I suppose it does come back to... Cinderella, the fairy godmother, and her arbitrary rules on the magic she casts, but mm. also, I suppose, more classic conceptions of fairies who are yeah. very tricksy and like make these bargains mm. with very specific rules where it's like, I'm being cantankerous and there's no real good reason why, it's just in my nature, sting sting. They're just contractual but fickle. Yeah. So, shall we get into this episode? Sure. Down to start the episode. But there's one thing that I don't like about this lady. Aya Suji. Yeah. She makes the rules and then she breaks them. <laughs> it's like, I just wanted her to be like, oh no, she, she's... It's fine. the rules. But we'll get to that, I guess. Yeah. Yukako's at a train crossing with some some children who also happen to be there. I thought you were going to say, with some feelings. And the narrator chimes in and says, Yukako Yamagishi's been very depressed lately. Narrator does not feature again in this episode. (laughs) Oh, man. I think I've told you that I've been watching Kaiji. Yes, the gambler anime. The gambler show. There's a lot of narration in that show, but he's a very exciting narrator. He's like, this guy is doing this thing. So as soon as I heard the narrator, for some reason, my brain went, oh, it's like the Kaiji narrator. It's like, she's been feeling very depressed. All right. Yeah, that's just... I mean, yeah, we we got not dissimilar things throughout Jodo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah. You know, say, all the stats we got throughout part two, or uh, the little uh, travelogue sections in part three. Oh, good times. Mm. Good times. But we need more exciting direction for this depressed young lady. So the kids are talking and they're like, Ah, oh, there's someone you like? Yeah, we both like each other. And this makes Yukako sad, because there's someone she likes, but he doesn't like her. <gasps> Who's that? That's Koichi, the boy she kidnaps. Oh my god, but he's so fetching. He's so short. He's so... And powerful. He's so small. And she walks past the cafe. That that one cafe in the middle of the town. That everyone goes to. Whose name, once again, I did not write down. Oh. It's like Rengate or something like that. Mm. Uh, Koichi's there with his friends, Josuke and Okuyasu. What are they talking about? Koichi is being like, I was walking past the Angelo stone the other day. You remember, Josuke, that rock you trapped a serial killer in? And there were lots of tourists taking pictures at it. And Josuke is like, wow, I guess it's getting pretty famous, huh? You could almost call it a landmark of Mm, Mario. Yeah. And I saw it on one of my official Mario landmark postcards. (laughs) Oh 
man. I just wish that it was based off a real stone. <laughs> I mean, you know, there are there are famous rocks. Mount Rushmore. The Blarney. Yeah, sure. I was going to say the Blarney Stone, but yeah, yeah, you nailed it in one. Big rock face. Yeah. Big naturally occurring rock face. Wow. It looks like the four presidents or something like that. Who yep. is it? Um, it's three very popular presidents. It's like uh, Washington, Jefferson. Lincoln? Lincoln. And, and then whoever was the current president at the time, who's probably like- Ronald Reagan. Woodrow Wilson or something. Ah, uh, okay. Mm. I don't care. Don't- at me about American monuments. I just, I couldn't care less. Mm. We've got Uluru here. That's a big rock. That's a big rock that people keep walking on despite being asked not to. Yeah. Don't walk on Uluru, otherwise you're a fuck. Yep. Yep. Uh, what other big rocks exist? I'm so over this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so he went to visit the Andrew, uh, sorry, Andrew Stone. The AKA the Angelo Stone. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. And then Koichi glances across the uh, that central Morio square. Yeah. With this, I think there's like a roundabout there or something. Mm. Uh, it's it's like it's a nice little spot of the town that we see pretty regularly, but it's never specifically drawn attention to. It's just a recurring location. I like mm. that. Yeah. Like in a, in a series that so often calls attention to every recurring element, it's nice that we just have this. This strip that people go to all the time. Mm. And it's never really been like... You know, th- these offhand mentions to the name of this cafe that I keep forgetting are the most we get about it, you know? Yeah. It's like, oh no, this is just a regular place. Why mm. would we... You know this place. It's familiar. Yeah, it's the familiar mundanity of everyday small town life. Exactly. He glances across that square and he sees Yukako. <gasps> and she runs away. Oh no, Yukako. She runs as fast as she can at a middling pace. Yep. And she's running and she sees this sign saying, my makeup will help you find true love. Oh, and she has this narration being like, oh, I thought if I could just watch Koichi from a distance, I'd be happy. But I'm not. I wish he'd notice me. Oh, if only that bloody If only I didn't run away as soon as he noticed me (laughs) watching him from afar. To be fair, week before last, Koichi ran away. Koichi noticed her watching him afar and ran away. Did he like go to her? He's making made an abrupt turn over these <laughs> these past two episodes. How long has it been in universe since the Yukako episode, do you think? Well, it's the same year. It's definitely the same year. It's probably like a few weeks. Yeah, at max, I'd say. They go to the same school. Yep. They see each other across the street alarmingly frequently. It's almost like she's following him. <laughs> So do you reckon Koichi's gone from like, oh no, I need to run to- Because even before the, the magic stuff starts happening this episode, mm. he tracks her down this episode. So yeah. he's gone so quickly from, uh, to, she looks sad. I should help her. <laughs> yeah, but he's only now noticed that he's she's He's so conscientious. Oh, he's so fetching. Mm. So yeah, she's running past this, this, uh, this place and my makeup will help you find true love. Salon Cinderella. And this woman, girl, <laughs> this person runs out. She's very small, but she has a very big head. Uh, yeah. She has a face mm-hmm. that would scream. She has a face that goes all the way up. <laughs> she has a face that screams ugly and happy. Mm. And she's like, I can't believe such a wonderful guy just proposed to me. Thank you, Dr. Ayasuji. Dr. Ayasuji is standing in the shadowed entryway of Cell and Cinderella, being like, yep. I, I think it's better to be ugly and happy than dark and beautiful. Aww. Anyway, come in. Aww. There's a there's a cool shot where Aya is standing in the main shot of the frame and then sort of superimposed Yukako just looms in from the right. <laughs> and it just moves on. She. Which one? Both. 
Okay. She's uh-huh. go in. <laughs> <laughs> Is the plural of she sheave? Yep. Sheave. 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 Palpatine. <laughs> It's treason, then. Well, I'm. You're, right you're listening there. to the sound of me having a stroke. <laughs> you were right there, right on the money, and then you were like, "And that that she, she oh god, Star Wars, yeah, I, what reference?" Yeah, then I started all thinking about Star Wars. <laughs> you're just like, which one? Which one? Which one? Uh, the treason. It's treason. Then, bam, we nailed it. <laughs> yeah. There's a wide shot as they walk in, and uh, we see. We see a man in a purple suit, a familiar purple suit, which you may remember from the time we saw the back of Kira as Red Hot Chili Pepper was sucking up all the electricity in the town. I don't remember that. Okay. Um, as was very frustrating when Liam was like, yeah, it's Kira. And I was like, is it? We even see his face in this sequence, so. Do we? Yes. Oh, shit. <laughs> He's carrying a brown paper bag. Ooh. And as they walk in, he glances over there. This is a significant anime-only scene. What's in the hand? What's in the hand? A brown paper bag. Ah! How enticing! (laughs) We get some early examples of, uh, I think probably the second time we've heard of Kira's, like, a casual piano theme that I really like. It's just, like, this slow, like, duh, 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 but it's kind of casual. Yeah, 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 yeah. Casual yet sinister is the mood I would ascribe (laughs) to it. Ah, yeah. I try to follow that mentality throughout my entire (laughs) life. I really like... That musical motif. Mm. Just dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Sick. Great. <laughs> awesome. Music. We know it. So I want to highlight something here that I'm going to be talking about a lot in the next few weeks. So I'll go into more detail then. But this episode actually aired earlier than it was released in manga chapters. Uh, Okay. So um, let me just pull up the exact order for my reference, even though I won't necessarily share all the details with you. So do you mean that this episode is in the anime in an earlier chronology than it was in the manga? Yeah. So in the manga, Mm -hmm. it goes Shigechi's Harvest, Mm -hmm. next week's episode, then this week's episode. Right. I see. Gotcha. It's a strange choice. Yeah. I was very surprised by it when it happened, but I think it works better mm. for reasons that will become apparent over the next few weeks koichi dies <laughs> oh man could you imagine the backlash? yeah next koichi episode died? koichi dies and then the week after he was just there again <laughs> <laughs> oh no this horrible flashback mm. <laughs> to find out how he found true love just before he died through magical manipulation of his emotions question mark mm, i mean luck was on yukako it's side. unclear not magic just luck <laughs> It's like maths, you know? Maths is just a bunch of lucky guesses. Sure. Okay. Um, I won't get you started on maths on our fucking anime Oh, are we getting started on maths? Uh, I don't know the the language or words. Racist. (laughs) A little. Yeah. (laughs) Or is it? So, yeah, that happens. And so two things that are different as a result of that. Mm-hmm. We've got the shot of Kira. Yeah. And with also, a paper bag. Yep. Probably with a hand in it. Or just antidepressants. I don't know. And also, um, there's a cut. there was a cut sequence back at the cafe where Joseph bumps into Yukako mm. and is like, hey, you're looking pretty sad, young girl. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> Go on. What He's an old he man next? now. He's not... 
he's not getting up to his old slimy ways. And yet uh, he did. No, he, he's basically just like, you're looking sad. I hope you're doing okay. Why don't you consider going and getting a makeover? Oh, and that's why she stumbles across Cinderella. Pretty much, yeah. Right, okay. As opposed to just stumbling upon it mm. by pure chance. And also watching as an ugly but happy girl runs <laughs> yeah. out screaming, oh, he proposed to me. And then later on where there's a bit where they go to a, a, a store altogether, there's mm. also a bit where um, Joseph encounters her again. And it's it's by no means essential to the episode, which I guess is why it was cut for time. Mm. But uh, it's just a nice character moment for old Joseph. Just He's empathising Just with being someone. like, hey, I hope you're doing okay because, you again, you look pretty sad. <laughs> hey, you look pretty pathetic. Do you want to go not be pathetic somewhere? Mm. Cool. I can't help you with that. <laughs> I'm going with my invisible baby. No, but in the, late, in the later moment, he's just like, hey, just checking in. Hope you're doing okay. Yeah. It's me. I'm Joseph. I'm good at reading people. You know, that Koichi fellow, I read him. He's quite fetching. And then Rohan's like, I also read him. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Ah, okay, it's, it's here. Okay. So in the manga, it's Café de Mago. Uh, French D-U-D-E-U-X and oh the yep uh, the major and M-A-G-O-T-S which I don't know hang on can you point out the word so that I don't get spoils ah the major nope no not at <laughs> I'm all. not gonna go with that but in the anime it's Rengate Rengate but strangely Koichi and Yukako's first date still takes place at Dumego <gasps> cause it's French and romantic you uncultured shits <laughs> Sure. Yeah. I mean, let's be real. If you're going to go on a first date, you go to a French patisserie and you're all like, do you want the eclair or do you want Monsieur? The croque monsieur. <laughs> or the croque madame, which is a croque monsieur with an egg in it. That, that feels... Why would you have an egg in things? Just It's a toasted sandwich with ham and cheese. Yeah, but like... And an egg. Oh, don't want an egg though. Although to be fair, French toast is literally egg bread. Yeah. Yeah. Love a good bit of egg bread, mate. Ugh. Love a good bit of egg fairy bread. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the single least appetizing thing I've ever imagined. You know what would go great on this fucking egg bread? Some fucking sprinkles. Mm. Chuck them on, mate. Pair it with some of those red party snags. Oh, uh, no. What else? And then just a sausage roll and you What else was Australian party food? Little meat pies. Uh, yeah. Hang on. Fairy bread, little meat pies, yep. little sausage rolls. Uh, spring rolls are occasionally there as well. But, like, for little children party, though. Yeah, occasionally. Okay, yeah. well, someone was going to some fancy kids' parties. Oh, thank you. Um, I don't care anymore. Okay. <laughs> um, the episode continues. Yukako comes into Salon Cinderella. Oh, that's And a she's salon. like, hi, I'm Dr. Ayasuji, owner of Salon Cinderella. I'm an aesthetician. You mean in, wait, not a Like a cosmetologist, I guess. Or like a beauty... F- Foliologist. Did I stutter? <laughs> <laughs> and then she says, I talk like I have low blood pressure. Yes. But I'm fine. Yeah. And then throughout the rest of the episode, she keeps just going, <sighs> which she, is subtitled as few dot like dot dot. P H E W. Yeah. Phew. <sighs> Hi, I'm Dr. Aya Suji. <sighs> no, you got to speak with low blood pressure. Hi, I'm Dr. Aya Suji. And this is my ASMR video. <sighs> no, no, no. You got to talk with low blood pressure. I am. No, you got to yeah. downtrod. I can't feel my face anymore. <laughs> okay, Man, it's going to be a nightmare to edit. I've got I to strike a good balance with that volume, that voice and the volume. Hi, 
I'm Dr. Ayasuj. I used to do this character in a play, and also then oh, also good, just for okay. fun, called um, Alan Allsmiles, who was a team building consultant who just spoke in a really deadpan, emotionless manner. And that's what I'm kind of channeling for Ayasuji here. Hi, I'm Dr. Ayasuji, and I have low blood pressure. Anyway, time for me to use my stand. Phew. <laughs> Is there just a stand that embodies the low blood pressure of whoever's using? Yeah, it's called Cinderella. Ah, that makes sense. Phew, you sure are beautiful, miss. I didn't think I would meet anyone so beautiful in all of Mario. It's like you're tall and statuesque, but cruel, and your hair's constantly blowing in non-existent wind. (laughs) Yeah, thanks, but can you make me pretty now? Anyway, come on over here and fill out some paperwork. But I haven't even agreed to it. This... And then she sits her down at this this marvellously well-appointed dresser. It's got like a mirror. It's got some tools. Yeah, she isn't great. Here's the price listing. And she's like, um... These are some strange menu items. Fall in love with a celebrity. Mm-hmm. True love, etc, etc. Mm. Um, it's It kind of throws into sharp relief why Tonio's menu didn't say things like, Cure back pain. <laughs> <laughs> at last, we understand his weird roundabout methods. Mm, yeah. You see, I believe in physiognomy. Blah. And through changing the appearance of someone's body, their, uh-huh. their cheekbones, their eyebrows. I follow. Phew. <laughs> you can change someone's fortune. Mm-hmm. If you have a face that encourages love, you'll have better luck encountering love. See, your eyes and eyebrows are not good for love. Phew. And Yukako's like, this is stupid. This is some bullshit. I'm angry. I can't believe you're charging for this. It's like 7,000 yen. You've got a face to drive a boy away. (gasps) What? And then she, again, superimposed on the screen, angry exclamation points fill up half the screen. (laughs) I'm Yukako. (laughs) She's all like, am I wrong? You are wrong. I've never driven anyone away. There is not a single one man who is a singular, beautiful, fetching fellow who's been driven away by me. I didn't kidnap anyone. (laughs) And then she's uh, she's pulled up this space age nineties computer where she's doing digital photo manipulation on Yukako's face and giving her different eyebrows and stuff. It's like um, you remember when Pirates the Caribbean one Curse of the Black Pearl came out? Yes, I do. Do you remember how no one saw that in the cinemas, but it had a popular DVD release? No, I thought it was popular in the cinemas. I think it was fine, but it really caught on in DVD. Anyway, the DVD release had this very early two thousands um photo manipulation technology okay. on it, which, which would be a Snapchat filter these days, essentially, okay. in which you could upload a picture of yours to the Disney website, and it would filter your face to make you a skeleton pirate. Oh, I see. That's not great. No. And that's basically what uh, Aya is doing here with this computer. Yes. She's making Yukako a skeleton pirate. <laughs> Don't worry. Applying, yeah, so she's applying different Snapchat filters to Yukako's face to see who will better up, better... Better attract love. Yeah. And it's the flower crown one. It always is. Uh, yep, I'll change your face. And it basically looks just like Yukako, but the eyebrows are slightly rounder. I thought they changed the nose as well. Maybe. The eyes are also... The most subtle what's that, differences. Um, what's that Photoshop tool that basically just rounds off the edges, like feathering? Oh, but yeah, yeah, It's yeah. basically um, just feathering her face a bit. Yeah, just Photoshopping it. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, close your eyes and uh, we'll just... Uh, I'll just do my work... Not going to explain what that is, but uh, then for 30 minutes, you'll attract love. It costs a thousand yen. Do it. Yep. (laughs) She cuts her head off. (laughs) Execute order, make me pretty. 
So she's all like, don't open your eyes. Yep, abrupt cut to black. And uh, she awakens. She's beautiful now. Yeah. Oh, I'm so beautiful. Time to go walking. So she goes for a walk. Literally bumps into Koichi. Koichi's like, oh! Oh, Yukako, you looked sad, so I was looking for you. Oh, well, I so guess... So this, this calls into something interesting. Yes. So from this point on, like, when when Yukako's all loved up, like, her charms are uh, particularly potent on young Koichi. Mm-hmm. But my question is, were she not fresh out of Cinderella and with magic on her, uh-huh. would she have bumped into Koichi just now? Well... Because is... Cinderella manipulating the universe? Well, she did say luck will be on your side. Yeah. So it's like Oingo Boingo, where they could tell the future, but they couldn't change it, but they knew what was going to happen. Right. It could be that this is like, well, you know. You don't know what's going to happen, but you are changing it. Yeah, minor coincidences just so happen to put things in your favour, mm. you know? So maybe, although he did pick up the wrong bag. No, that was later. Oh, that was later. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Locks on yourself. Yeah, he's looking for her because she's sad. Mm. Mm. I mean, it could just be that he felt once the makeup was on, like, oh, maybe I should go look for it. Mm. You know? Which makes it a pretty powerful stand in that It regard. does indeed. Luck manipulation is a thing. Yeah. You were sad. Came to find you. There's a lot of, like, uh, cuts to Yukako and, and later Koichi with, like, warm yellow filters and then, like, a soft yellow background behind them being like, oh, love. So happy. And then it's, later it switches to pink and like lots of hearts yeah. and squares and shit. Like, oh my god, he, he came to seek me out. Oh, the makeup does work. So, you know, I, I just need to check up on you. I'll, I'll see you later, I guess. No, Koichi, do you want to go sit and chat? Only if you want to. I'm not kidnapping you again. Uh, sure. Well, I am thirsty. <laughs> Oh, man, the levels. The <laughs> levels on that one, Liam. What? It's like, I am thirsty, as in the literal thirst, and then thirsty. Oh, I get it, the right. There you go. I am ordering a thick shake <laughs> with two Cs. That doesn't make any sense. No. Just, you know, I could go for a so tall at, glass at, of water. They're at the cafe. Cafe du Maigle. Du uh, maggots. The two maggots. <laughs> I want to know. I've changed my mind. I want to know what that means. The de major. What mago means. It's the two... I'm, I'm going to go with maggots, but that could be very wrong. Le de mago is a famous cafe in the Saint-Germain-de-Prés area of France, uh-huh. Paris, France. Once had a reputation as the rendezvous of the literary and intellectual elite of the city, now a popular tourist destination. Oh, so Mario's in France. Yep. The de mago Literary Prize has been awarded to a French novel every year since 1933. Mago literally means stocky figurine from the Far East. <laughs> the two stocky figurines. Because from there the are Far these East. two stocky figurines in the cafe. From the Far East? We can only assume. Oh, without a doubt. They're, they look like. Very Chinese sort of. Yeah. Design. Do you reckon they're like uh, sculptures of some kind of religious figures? I'm not going to speculate on this. Maybe a priest? Or maybe just some dudes looking out onto the sea. The f- well, the cafe is singing the fourth part of the manga series, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. No, it's not. <laughs> this is in Japan. Yeah, it's the same cafe. We already know that Vanilla Ice can warp reality. And Okiyasu has yeah, the Okiyasu hands. Yeah, Okiyasu swipe- went to Paris and kept swiping until it came here. <laughs> yeah, so now Japan is France. <laughs> you fool. Great. Some mystery solved. <laughs> 
Okay, so. Uh, They're at the cafe. Koichi's just babbling away like, I think I want to order a chocolate parfait. Does that make me too girly? And Yukaku's no, no, like, not, not at all. No, I also want a chocolate parfait. It's happening at last. Oh, he's so, he's so cute yet strong. <laughs> I just love that description of cute yet strong. Yeah. It's like, oh, look at that rabbit. That rabbit will fuck you up. Cute yet strong Koichi bumbles his parfait glass. Yes. Glass bowl. Yeah. And they both go to catch it and their hands touch <gasps> and they have intense flower filtery eye contact. Oh my God. Touching people is so... They're both blushing and breathing oh. heavily and she's all like, I can feel his heartbeat through his hands. I'm so happy. His warmth At the next table, me. some guy is like, it's 4 p.m. I'm late. Uh, no, it's 4.30. No, it's 4 p.m. What? It's 4 p.m.? It's 4 p.m., you piece of shit. <laughs> Don't ever deign to correct me on my podcast. Shit. I'm kidding. <laughs> but I will destroy you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, a, yeah. So look, it's it's great having you here. But if you slight me. I'm on the lookout for a new co-host. <laughs> Who will do whatever I say and never question me. Is this like the Mary Poppins nanny uh, request form yeah, song? Yeah, you're going to arrange for all the other co-host uh, prospects to be blown away by a big storm. Be submissive you ever thought, and on point. You ever thought about that? What? How like Mary Poppins blows away all these other nannies. Yeah, Literally because... and metaphorically. Hey or. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it's capitalist society. You know, you got to do what you got to do to get the money. I don't think she needs money? Question mark. Do you know how much money it takes to buy those umbrellas? I don't. Neither do I. But I imagine quite a lot. Because if she was ever scanned, she could just go live in a chalk drawing or something. (laughs) She could just be like, what's the name of the um, chimney sweep guy? But... She could just go to Bert, be like, He's not on. just a chimney sweep. He's a jack of all trades. That's true. He is a jack of He's all trades. He's also a one-man band. He's a I think mechanic. in the books, he was a matchstick man, primarily. Which match- was an old-timey profession that would deliver matchsticks to houses. What? Wouldn't you just get them at the store? Shrug. Hmm, okay. Wouldn't you get milk at the store? Why would you have some man delivering milk to your house every day? Because milk expires really fast. I don't know, maybe maybe old-timey matchsticks were too volatile to be just on display all the time. I literally don't know, and also, I don't care. Maybe stores didn't exist yet. Yeah, maybe this was a pre-capitalist society. Yeah, this was back in the day where it was like, you know what, just bring it round. Don't have to pay. Yeah, I'll, so I'll give society. you th- 30 head of goat if you give me a match. You know what, that sounds like a pretty good deal. I got a lot of goat, so... I got a lot of headless goats that I need refitted. <laughs> So anyway, they're having a moment. But then this guy's like, it's 4pm, I'm late for a very important date. And he runs away. And then Koichi's stomach starts hurting. It's like, ow, my so stomach. Koichi makes a very undignified exit from this not a date, which is definitely a date. Oh, it turned into something. <laughs> yeah. Which is, he starts clutching his stomach, grabs his bag and runs away being like, sorry, I've got to go. Uh, mm, very awkward indeed. But hey, we've all been there. <laughs> Nukako's like, ah, why is it only 30 minutes? So she storms across the street. Yeah, I, I want to show you the way the manga portrays this particular panel of Yukako <gasps> crossing the road, because it's really cool. Um, okay. Time for that recurring segment of Liam and Nick look at something. <laughs> the number of times that we've looked at things and yet people are like, ah, oh, it's good content. <laughs> well, I can't find it. doesn't matter. <laughs> I really like the way this panel looks in the manga, and also in, in this too, but it's mm-hmm. just so quintessentially 
everything that I like about Yukako, just her being this unreasonably stubborn, headstrong person. She just like wanders out into the middle of the traffic, being like, get out of my way, I got somewhere to go. Now, like, don't you realize there are cars trying to cross the road here? And she says it's the light's fault for not changing or something (laughs) like that. So good. Just flowing her hair everywhere, just... She's very angry. Very angry. If, if you cross me, I will just ruin your life with my hair. Mm. So yeah, uh, she storms on back into uh, to Salon Cinderella. And she's all like, you dumb motherfucker. It only lasts 30 minutes. Aya Suji is just casually sitting there reading a copy of Cinderella, which she closes as without looking up as Yukako comes in. And she's like, you should be satisfied. No, I'm low sorry. blood pressure. Sorry. There we go. You should be satisfied. <sighs> Everyone else is. Come back tomorrow and give me more money. That's what everyone else does. No, you dumb fuck. It needs to work now. I yeah. want this man Yukako in just me. keeps insisting. Weird. <laughs> Yukako just keeps insisting, like, no, just do it. Okay? Do it. And she's all like, do you remember Cinderella, Yukako? Uh, vaguely, but I don't care. Why are you going to Cinderella oh. found love, even though she was bullied, because oh. she had a pure heart. <sighs> It takes a lot of willingness to catch a love. Yeah, okay, go Do on. Do you have the willingness? Where's, where's, the, uh, look, I got the money. Have you got the goods? Just. I won't just be able to change your uh, facial features. I'll have to change your whole body. Uh, you uh, see, I admire the fairy godmother from Cinderella, who made her living giving happiness to people with very specific rules. <laughs> and then there's, a, there's like a bit of a weird moment where she like runs her finger down the center of Yukako's face down her neck to her chest and like pulls it down to inspect her cleavage and, and then like, like grabs fondles, her breasts yeah. Yukako is just like Yukako grabs her hands away and is like excuse me but with her face wait her expression is like excuse me oh right yes I was gonna say it's like grabs her hands away with her face and I was like she bites I her? mean prehensile hair the only person who could really that's come true. close to doing that that's true <laughs> your whole body would have to be transformed and you'll need to apply this lipstick every 30 minutes apart from when you're asleep. Okay, gotcha. Thanks, bye. It's like a weird, weird stand amplification of all the expectations in terms of makeup and everything mm. that the beauty industry applies. Or it's like, to be beautiful and worthwhile, you need to constantly apply these products. Well, I mean, you know, to be fair, um, that's what it is. <laughs> like, you know, if people are changing their appearance to modify how they look it's generally for the reasoning if people of... are changing their appearance to modify how they look yeah it's generally for the reason of i want other people to notice me or i want to notice myself or something to that effect god you know? i wish me senpai would notice me exactly right it's like you know you get people that are like i wear makeup because i want to look good but you know maybe deep down they're like i want to look good for others anyway, anyway. um so it's gonna cost seventy-two thousand yen for 24 hours of Special <laughs> makeup. Do it. So she puts her in like a tarp and lays her down on a bed. She's all like, all right, now just stay perfectly still. Don't close your eyes. Don't open your eyes. Yep. That's what I meant. <laughs> there was a 50-50 shot. Don't close your eyes or you'll see what I'm doing. Uh, and she goes to loom in and uh, Love Deluxe does its thing. Shoots out, grabs Aya by the throat, grabs her stand by the throat because her stand is also there now. And she's like, I thought it was a stand. How the fuck dare you? What the hell is going on here? Well, she's like, yep, I thought it would be a stand, but I don't care. Still choking her. (laughs) If you wanted to hurt me, you would have tried. Still choking her. I trust you. You're my fairy godmother. Stops choking her. 
And she's like, very good. Great. So I we see what uh, Cinderella does now, the name of Aya's stand, mm-hmm. uh, which is that it's got like these little slots in its hands. Yeah. And it sort of sh- shoops off her face like it's a ceramic plate or something and then puts another one in its place. Like, mm-hmm. And when I say face, I mean, I suppose, the area around her eyes where, say, a superhero would wear a small black mask that would perfectly conceal their identity. That's also a rectangle. <laughs> yes. Hmm. It's the uh, the Robin Cowl. Like that little... Hi, I'm Robin Cowl. <laughs> and I'm here to tell you how to hide your identity. Uh, let's talk a bit about Cinderella now that we've seen it in its full glory. Cinderella is the name of a fairy tale. Sure is. Cinderella is also the name of a band. Oh, it is. <laughs> well done. It's an American rock band formed in 1982 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Ooh, Philadelphia. They had a heavy glam and heavy metal and glam metal sound before shifting to a more hard rock and blues based sound. Mm. By the mid 1990s, their popularity had declined severely due to personal setbacks, breakups, and changes in the music industry. Nice, nice. That's just like Cinderella. They came back for a while, uh, but then by 2017, they'd become inactive again, and uh, one of their members, uh, Tom Kiefer, was like, there won't be a reunion. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's for the best. Maybe, you know. If it's that much of a struggle to maintain a band, maybe you just gotta let it die. I don't know if I'm really familiar with any of their hits, to be honest. I mean, I might be. What are their hits? The silence is deafening. Mm. Yes, exactly. (laughs) They get a cover of uh, Sweet Home Alabama at one point. Okay. (laughs) Just a brief shrug from me. Don't know what you got, parentheses, till it's gone. I don't think that was Cinderella who wrote that. I'm assuming it's a different song. (laughs) Hmm... A power ballad written and performed by glam metal Cinderella. Hmm. Yep, just confirming it's a different song to the one we thought it was. Oh, it is? Yes. Oh, man. So they had some hits that... Apparently. We, we but it doesn't matter. Cinderella the Stand. Uh, it, its design kind of reminds me of equipment you would see in a beauty salon. Like its arms, it's got like two like metal poles for arms. Like a dentist lamp's little or, holy thing. Or like one of those... um. Those nail lamps that like sits while you're getting your no manicure. a you know one of those um big big tubular hair dryers in salons and stuff yeah reminds me of those with its head design for example mm-hmm. and like in Greece when they're all sitting around man I haven't seen Greece for so long <laughs> they're like sitting in the beauty salon they're all like reading the magazines they got the big uh, yeah sure hair dryers like yeah. those machines is yeah. what it reminds me of a lot mm. and also like yeah dental lights and you know it's all the same industry stuff <laughs> dentistry and beauticians they're the same industry. <laughs> The Jojo Valley commentary for Cinderella oh, here we go. is as follows. I really wanted to make a stand that looked like a stand, so I made this one. Around this time, everyone was talking about beauty shops and cosmetic surgery, so I thought I'd add an aesthetician. Oh, here we go. The appearance is a feminine silhouette plus beauty shop tools or a dentist's. You fucker. I didn't know. You son of a bitch. I didn't know. How did you get in sync with Iraqi? I don't know. From the 90s. Well, you did it first. That is true. I did do it first. Anyway, uh, yeah, so she gets the special treatment. Yukako always gets the special treatment. And she always gets the stand. And then we uh, fade to black. Yep, fade to black. Uh, It's a Metallica song. Koichi is like, my stomach ache is better now. I'm still in the middle of the street. Uh, oh no, I've got Yukako's bag here. <gasps> That's lucky. Turn around, there's Yukako. She's covered in like pink sparkles and like shoujo backgrounds. <laughs> she looks stunning. And she reaches out her hand and she's like, Koichi, 
And he's like, well, here's your bag. Puts it in her hand. <laughs> and she's what? like, what? Huh? What? Yeah, you see, I accidentally took it. Anyway, bye. She's like, uh, wh- wait, look at me, Koichi. Don't you feel something? Cut to Yukako again, like, gl- literally glowing and sparkling. He's all like, well, uh, I guess, maybe. And he's about to say something. And then Rohan shows up and he's like, hey, Koichi, it's me, Rohan. You remember I also kind of kidnapped you? Anyway, <laughs> I'm going to Kame you, but it's going to be weird to go by myself and take pictures. So let's go. I just love the fact that he's going there. And the first thing he says is like, I'm going to Kame you for research. <laughs> but it's going to be weird if I go alone for photos. And it's like, oh, right. You're going, why did you say for research mm. instead of like anything else? And he's like, I'm going home. And Koi, uh, Rohan's like, no, you're not. Let's go. <laughs> Yukako's like, what? No. She calls. What? So she, she calls Aya on the phone and starts complaining. And like, you said this would help me get him. And she's like, nah, you've got him. Don't worry. Luck's on your side. But Are you there's, really there's maybe, maybe there's some reason he's hesitant. You didn't have anything ha- to happen with him in the past, did you? She's like, ah, uh, uh, no. Let's, let's say no. Let's say no to that. By the way, time to reapply your lipstick and then cut back to Yukako. Yeah, I'm already doing it. Yeah, she is. I can confirm mm. that. Meanwhile, Rohan and Koichi bump into Koichi's uh, sister and mum. And Rohan's like, oh, hi, Koichi's sister and mum. I'm Rohan. And they're all like, wow, a famous manga artist. He's like, I'm going to Karma you to take some photos, but it'd oh, be weird to go alone. Can we come too? Sure, the more the merrier. Smash cut to Josuke in the middle of the frame being like, oh, hey, are you guys going to Karma you? Can Joseph and I come too? Yeah, let's all go shopping. Yay! Kako walks out of the phone booth and goes, what? Where the fuck did all these people come his from? His mum's here? That's the worst. That's the last person I want to be here. I don't want his mum being here. So everyone's in the store shopping and having a great time. Joseph's there with the baby. Yep. Uh, Josuke's there with Joseph. Okiyasu's there with Josuke. Okiyasu is not there. Isn't he? Nope. I thought he was there. Oh, well. He didn't, well, he didn't get an intro shot at least. Oh, okay. But maybe he was there in the background yeah. and I didn't notice. Koichi is there with his mum and his sister. Yukako is there. She has a moment with Joseph that doesn't make it into the episode. And Rohan's there. He's just... taken a picture with his big 90s camera. The flash scares the baby. She starts turning invisible. Joseph's like, oh no, we need to get the fuck out of here. And Josuke's like, all right, follow me. I'm going to push through the crowd. Move, 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 move. The crowd starts bumping everyone. Koichi is bumped into Yukako. <gasps> what? He catches her. That's lucky. Yeah, they look into it deeply into each other's eyes. Everything gets soft focus and pink filters and sparkling, and some some sweet music kicks up, and they they slowly go for that smooch. And then Yukako's like, "This is it. This is my all. This is what I was made to do. This is my gun." Now there were <laughs> okay, sure. There was something else that I'm pretty sure was cut for time here. Let me just confirm. Yeah, so there's a there's a. A little bit part of this moment that I'm very surprised would cut because it's quite pivotal to the rest of the episode. Where when they're kissing uh-huh. in the manga, Yukako is like, oh, I'm pretty sure it's time for me to apply the lipstick again. But I'm kissing Koichi now, so I don't even care. It doesn't matter. It's not important. Ooh. Turns out it was very important. But it was the we'll most fi- important. We'll find out about that later. Hmm. Because it's the next day. 24 hours later. Exactly 24 hours later. I guess it's lunchtime or after school. Mm-hmm. Because uh, Koichi comes into Josuke 
Well, the classroom that Josuke and Okiyasu are in, they're both sitting in the windowsill. Uh, Okiyasu is sitting with his back to the classroom, facing out towards the sky, and mm-hmm. Josuke is the reverse of that. So he comes in, and he's like, Hey, so guys, I hope you think this isn't weird, but uh, I kissed Yukako. Yeah. So Josuke, Josuke slowly does the best thing ever. He slowly... Sipping kinda... his juice box... He thoughtfully sips and leans back, leans back a bit further, <laughs> bit further, <laughs> falls out the second story window, catches himself with crazy diamond, pulls himself back on in. He goes, what? That's such a good moment. I love it so much. <laughs> it's just so chill, but so like, oh, oh I almost died just now. <laughs> That's how shocked I was by this stunning revelation. He's all like, she must have done something to you. And he's all like, no, no. no I think just... I just love her now. This is what we call Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> so Her personality's not so bad. Uh, it really is when relating to you, Goichi. <laughs> so I think Josuke's like, ah, oh, well, it's probably some weird things going on, right, Okuyasu? Right? Something weird is going on. Okuyasu is crying very hard. He's like, it's beautiful. I think he's jealous again. He gets like this with girls. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I know his feels. But anyway, Koichi, like, it's a pretty sudden 180 from you, but if it's all cool, then, like, fine. Cool. Chase your bliss. But there's something weird going on. Because Yukako doesn't want to see me. Yeah, she hasn't been taking my calls since then. I haven't been able to approach her So many calls. (laughs) (laughs) I basically walked into her room and she wasn't there. That didn't happen. I I tried to, like, break into her car. It's very bizarre. I tried to kidnap her and take her to a house by the seaside. (laughs) I am so happy we got that. It's very bizarre there. I am so happy. It makes me so delighted. And at this point, Okiyasu says, that's weird. Because if anything, I admired Yukako for her dedication to love. (laughs) I mean, Okiyasu's a complex fellow. Yeah. Is it really love if you kidnap them and force them into love? Or is it... Fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) We shouldn't get involved, but if you're in danger, let us know, and we'll probably be following you already. <laughs> Man, why do they keep following him? They like him. Yeah, and he's always I... getting into scrapes and hanging out with disreputable fellows. I mean, yeah, but you don't follow me. Don't I? You just haven't gotten into any scrapes yet. Actually, to be fair, there was that one time where I saw you in the city, and you were like, What? You saw me in the city? I was like, yeah. Yeah, so that was you following me. Okay, so that, yeah, okay, so you're the Koichi here. Yeah. You're fetching. I'm so fetching. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Okiyasu man. cries again, but we cut to a new scene. Yep. Koichi's walking down the street and he sees someone who is unmistakably Yukako because they've got long black flowing hair and are seems to move. tall and statuesque. Mm. But they have their back to him mm-hmm. and they're wearing like a yellow cardigan and a big white hat. Huh. And he's all like, hey, Yukako. No response. Turns around oh. after like three more yells. After like an ominous pause. Mm. And it's... Still clearly Yukako, but uh, someone with sunken eyes and like a sad face. Just weird kind of like a naked mole rat, but with a human face. Sure. If that's how you want to play it. Yeah. And she's like, she's literally shaking as she says this. Like, I'm sorry, you must have someone else. Koichi's like, that was weird. And so he walks away and then she turns around and is like, actually, no, wait. He keeps walking. (laughs) So 
Yukako. She cries. She does a cool moment where she she starts crying and like mm-hmm. she puts her fist to her her chin and the tears run down her face onto her fist and then she like flexes her fist and all the water flies off. <laughs> it's so as she beautiful. she gathers her resolve and runs to Cinderella, tears streaming down her face, and she's like, "You." You You need to make this right. Hair going everywhere, smashing things up. So, actually, that's a good point. She uses her hair to bodily throw Aya across the room into her beautician's bed, which smashes it onto the ground. Aya just no-sells it. Like, she just picks herself up and is like, you broke your promise. Don't you get it? I'm the fairy godmother. I'm indestructible. I'm Cinderella, Nothing's ever gonna harm me. I'm a aesthetician. Is that really what they call aesthetician? Sure, that's a thing, I guess. Man. Cosmetologist. I thought it was just beautician. Also a thing. Mm. It doesn't matter. All right. <laughs> no, nothing matters. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone dies, Liam. I told you to reapply your lipstick. And she's like, well, I forgot. And then, like, her fin- her fingers start crumbling. She's like, uh, what uh, the fuck is this? That's new. <laughs> oh, just your palm lines and fingerprints disappearing because you broke your promise. So now... Arbitrarily, you're going to become no one. Uh, you're going to have no good face and no fingerprints. and That's not so great. You could become a master cat burglar, though. Uh, yeah, still not great. I just want Koichi, and apparently that's not going to happen. It takes a lot of energy to change your luck like that. So you should have kept applying your lipstick, which I guess would have given you that energy, question mark. Yeah, very much question mark. <laughs> So Yakakai's like, do you want me to kill you? And Aya's all, uh... (sighs) (laughs) I'm not running a salon for ambition and money. I want to be a fairy godmother. And Yukako's like, that doesn't answer my question. (laughs) And we get, like, a cool art deco mural of her just doing her thing. As if she's pretending to be a fairy godmother in art deco style. At this point, Koichi comes through the door. Yukako. And at this point, our stream was um was stopping a bit, but we so we got a good moment to take um take note of the various degrees and awards hanging on Aya's wall. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> there was an award for the from the Milan Aesthetics Competition. Now, what do you think that even is? I would imagine that some sort of well, Milan is of course the fashion capital of the world. Of course. Uh, next to maybe Paris. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, so but I imagine as- it was some sort of conference for aestheticians or other beauty like, workers in Milan. An aesthetics competition. Sure. That could be anything. Certainly good. That could be like sculptures <laughs> or in this case, humans. But I think from context clues, we can deduce it's like beauty work. Sure. And there was also top 10 massage therapy award. Yeah. Which was, uh, hmm. Sure. Hmm. Whatever. I mean, is, is it still therapy if it's magic yeah i mean you can't argue with the results <laughs> until you can because it all went horribly wrong because you didn't you didn't obey the arbitrary rules that uh, to clarify aren't her as we learn aren't a condition of her stand are just something that she's setting up because yeah. she thinks she should yeah well i mean you know she's a very god she's malicious and cantankerous but you can still work with her to get Good benefits if you obey her arbitrary rules. Just like Cinderella. Hmm. Was it last week we were talking about that comic where Cinderella, Cinderella's dress turns into rats and she's like, why is it all rats? <laughs> oh no, the rats. Koichi comes in and is like, oh, I thought that was you, Yukako, because of your awful personality. <laughs> he literally does say that, doesn't he? It's like, yeah. it was that tough, stubborn personality. That personality that I fell for. What? And Aya's all like, men aren't allowed in here, are they? Throw him out, Aya. And uh, Koichi's like, ah, I get it, stand users. 
I mean, she's really cotton on very quickly. <laughs> he. He. Oh, yeah, true. It's Koichi that's talking. Yeah. I'm with it. <laughs> yep. You're paying attention. Yep. So I just love the shots where he's in the doorway just going, oh, yeah, you're here. And then he's just in the room in the next shot. Oh, at one point, the makeup Yukako was wearing, like, which gave her that weird sunken eyed appearance, mm. disappeared. And we see that, like, underneath she it's, still has it's sort of, face. It's sort of more her features, but, like, the um the skin of that one grid section that I had been swapping out is gone. So I suppose we're just seeing, like, the underflesh. Yeah. It's like, there's no eyebrows. There's just, like, weird bits where eyebrows would be. Mm. But obviously, it's nowhere near And it face. all looks, like, weirdly porcelain. Yes. It's like, a, like, the ridges of it. And yeah. It's like, ugh. Uh, it doesn't look right. Mm. There's like two lines that are like folds coming down. So I is like, ah, so this is Koichi. Huh. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah. Maybe we could uh, set you up with uh, a little bit of the old Cinderella treatment, if you know what I'm saying, Koichi. Do you want to get with this young lady here? Few? <laughs> <laughs> he figured out it was you, even though you look completely different. Doesn't look different at no, all. Not no, not at all. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to give you one last chance. Even though she'd previously said, oh, your face is gone from the world, I can't help you. I'm going to give you one last chance. Here are all the faces that Cinderella has worked on. If you can pick out your own face, you can have it back. Okay. But if you pick the wrong face, you'll be stuck with that one. And I can guarantee you it'll be hideous forever. Okay. Cut to Aya's internal monologue. It's a trick. Her face isn't there at all. Why are you doing this? <laughs> I don't understand why it's so fucking, like, her, arbitrary. Her motivations are so inscrutable. <laughs> like, it's the most unusual thing since Cars stabbed Lisa Lisa and was like, why am I doing this? Yeah, it's literally that. It's like, oh, but why Why do you want to be a fairy godmother? It's like, because I want to be a fairy godmother. It's cool, you know. It's like, but this is... What? You could just make people happy, like, legitimately happy for their whole lives without making them play your weird games. It's just like, you could just be like Tonio where it's like, oh yeah, I heal people and make them feel better. Through cooking. Everyone loves food. I especially love food, but you'll love it even more. Mm. They'd make a really good power couple. (laughs) It's like Literal power couple. Uh, uh, Yeah, alright, that's enough of that. (laughs) Shut it down. She's in like this swirling grid of face plates. And uh, she's like, I think this one might be mine. And then she's about to put it on and she's all like, no, it's not mine. My eyes are a little more slanty than that. Oh, I don't know, Koichi. Why don't you choose? And Aya's all like, it's just like Cinderella's glass slippers. <laughs> oh, she she doesn't. But if she had higher blood pressure, she would do <laughs> the, um, she would do the, uh, the Oju-sama laugh. Or just <laughs> no the uh, the Japanese lady laugh where you put your hand like over your mouth inverted and go oh oh <laughs> god is that what's actually called yeah because I don't know what the literal translation is but like the oju sama is like the the archetype of the young woman of high status who is very haughty uh, I see I see the oju sama laugh hmm I'm gonna use that <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what the term is it don't hold me to it I am well. It's well established I don't speak Japanese. <laughs> Is it? Because that's been well established in this episode, Liam. Yeah, and new time listeners may not know that. Believe it or not, we speaking fluent English and not fluent Japanese. So she hyperventilates for a bit. She's like, oh god, I can't and do she it. she gathers her resolve and lowers her arms and is like, Koichi should choose. And Koichi's like, what? Are don't, you insane? Don't put this on me. Bitch, you got into it. Get yourself out. All right. Well, I'm just saying. He's up, Turbo. Well, I mean, you know. Fucking, that's what he's going to say. Well, he doesn't, actually. Because 
I know that even if it's not my original face, as long as Koichi chose it and liked it, I'd be happy with it. Isn't this the reason why she went to the beautician in the first place? Because she was like, oh, I thought just having Koichi's approval was enough. But it's not. Never is, is it? <laughs> it just keeps getting worse Well, you worse mean, worse. you say having his approval. He did... He- he does literally run away from <laughs> On sight. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So then Koichi's like, hmm, okay, I get it. Let's go with this one. But also, Dr. Aya, if I'm wrong, here's my stand echoes. We share damage. If I'm wrong, just go ahead and blind me. That's fine. Yeah. I'd rather be blind than look at the horrific visage of her. <laughs> I mean, that's not quite what he means. You know, I would much rather just never see her again. But truly be in love with her. You say you'll have no regrets, but I know what your personality is like. It's pretty bad. And I know you wouldn't want me to look at you if you weren't perfect like you were before. Mm. So the best solution is to blind me. (laughs) The guy who's had nothing to do with this the whole time. I mean, that's very fetching. It's a very fetching method. So he puts the face on and we, the listener, the, the viewer, know that the correct face wasn't there. But she looked in the mirror. And it's all right, because Aya can just do whatever the hell she wants. And I guess Koichi touched her. Uh, what? <laughs> emotionally. Ah, uh, there we go. That's better. And she's all like, you have chosen wisely. Well done. You picked the right face. He didn't pick the right face. I bent my rules just a little bit. But if anyone ever knew, my reputation as a fairy godmother would be tarnished. And we get another big Art Deco mural of, like, Aya there being like, oh, I'm such a good fairy godmother. And Koichi and Yukako being like, I guess we're in love now. And uh, that's it. That's the end of the episode. To be continued? Yeah. Yeah. So, what the fuck? (laughs) So, Nick. Moral relativism. Quite an episode. Yes. Quite quite a different episode, even amongst part four being very um, low stakes. Mm. I think it... It's most similar to our uh, "Let's go eat Italian food" episode. Yeah, kind in that of? no, you know, no one punches anyone. Or... Yeah, it's just a well. I mean, we do get a lot of hair. That's true. It's true. But it's very. Um, at first, when the episode started, I thought it was going to be a nice little like poking fun at the genres of romanticism. In... But then it just kind of does does that. Yeah, which is very annoying. It's sort of like it's just so obviously dumb, and then it just goes with the dumbness, but yeah. not in a good way. Like most JoJo's episodes. <laughs> it kind of starts off being like, oh yeah, no, we're, we're, it can bring you love. And then it's like, I'm in love with him. And I was like, cool. It's working. Let's keep doing it. Yeah. And then it just, it just follows just kind of a dull But then story. I suppose like you have to sort of overanalyze it to get it. But I suppose in the end, Yukako and Koichi are establishing a relationship without any of that magic being active. Yeah. But that's kind of the problem that it was like, oh yeah, I bent my rule set. So really, and it's what, also kind of mattered? kind of weird and skeevy to be like, yeah, I'll use magic to make Koichi love me. Mm. Well, I did that, and everything worked out. And without that, it never would have happened. But so. also, I suppose when he comes in, he's all like, "I decided I was attractive to Yukako's personality," which so, is something, yeah, I guess. But- so, should we just segue into our highlights and lowlights? Sure, why not? Highlights. I suppose I'll just put it out there that that stuff I was just saying is my low light. Yeah, my low light. Is the arbitrary rule changing? <laughs> because what the fuck? I would have much preferred it if she became like a horrific mess, like the mm. Goblin Man. Um, <laughs> and then Koichi was like, "Yeah, but I still." Yeah, I wonder love if this. Aya could fix him. 
I mean, he's perfect as is. <laughs> um, yeah, if she became like the little goblin dude that Okiyasu, Okiyasu's, Okiyasu's dad. dad. Yeah, but Koichi was like, yeah, but I never really loved her because she was not a small goblin man. I loved her because she was powerful and had such long hair. Yeah. Either that or they just both fuck up Aya, you know, where it's like, you know, if you play by my rules. Koichi then- crouches down behind her and Yakako pushes her over. Yeah. And they're like, if you follow my rule set, you'll punch in face. No, we're not following the rule set. Get out of here with that shit. But I suppose she's just part of the community now. Yeah, she's a aesthetician, a- 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 yep. aesthetic Lo- local business owner, stand user. My yep. highlight. Mm hmm is probably just that whole bit where it's like, oh, we're going to Kamayu. You want to come, Koichi? You've got oh to come. God, oh, yes. we're also going. Oh, hey, you guys going shopping? Let's go. Oh, that's, that's good. It's very farcical. Yeah. Um, My highlight. I reckon my highlight is like the first bit where they're like on the date. Not Sorry, not a date, but it's a date where everything's going just right. And then they do like the ridiculous tropes. Yeah. An indirect kiss. <gasps> oh, no. Her hands touched. Oh, I can feel his warmth. And it's like, oh my God, this is ridiculous. I love it. But it's like so obviously making fun of all of that. Yeah. So, Nick. What? Yakako and Koichi have found each other in this crazy, noisy, bizarre world. Ah, very nice. Isn't it a town? A crazy, noisy, bizarre oh, town? Nick. Just let, just let me be. <laughs> just saying details, man. That's why we hated the fairy godmother lady. What? Because she was all like, oh yeah, I have rules. Koichi and Yakako have found love in this crazy, noisy, bizarre world. Yep, go on. A serial killer remains at large (laughs) in Mario. He's carrying possibly a hand in a small paper bag. He walked past a beauty salon this week. Hey, that's a good point. Do you reckon he takes the hand? What do you think will happen next time in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure... Part four, Diamond is Unbreakable, in the episode entitled... Kira's Favourite Hand. Yoshikage Kira wants a quiet life. Ooh. Ooh. Wants a quiet life. Didn't we already have this at some point? No. Hmm. Weird. It sounds... That episode name sounds familiar. Well, it's not, because we've only had one thing with Kira before, where he was driving, and then he had a severed hand, and he got out of the car, and was like, I used to be a samurai. (laughs) Okay, well... Yoshikage Kira wants a quiet life. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. I reckon we're gonna see him in his everyday activities? Sure. Maybe. So maybe... Maybe he goes to Tonio's place. No, he probably doesn't go to Tonio's place. Maybe he... He goes about his day trying to use this severed hand, (laughs) but... He obviously knows he can't use it in public. So he's just like constantly referring back and forth between like, you like this, don't you? You weird severed hand. Mm. I'm sure we'll be together forever. If if we hadn't already had that reveal with um, him driving, it would. you could probably do a cool angle on an episode like this where you're just following him, um, a seemingly ordinary man through a, mm. through a seemingly ordinary uh, day. And then at the end, he murders someone and takes their hand. Yeah, like American Beauty style, where it's just normal businessmen. Who also murders people. Do you mean American Psycho? American Psycho. Where he's just a normal businessman, <laughs> but he murders people. Sure. Uh, yeah, I reckon it's just going to be his everyday life. Yep. And he just talks about how, you know, he just wants to be, but his urges get in the way. Yeah, he's like a werewolf. Yeah, maybe he's like, he he has like a, a hidden desire that he can't a shake. A dark passenger. Like some kind of Dexter-esque yeah, I've never bullshit. watched that show. Yeah. 
Uh, maybe he's got like a stand that controls him or something. Okay. So it's like the stand of... being an expression of your inner spirit mm. and his inner spirit just being super fucked up. Yeah. And it's like, I want to eat people. It's like, well, we can't eat So people. he's just like, I just want to be a normal guy. Yeah. But I've got this power in me that demands to be sated. Exactly. It's like, um, man, it feels like I'm going to bring up Berserk every episode now. It's like in Berserk how Guts has his hidden desire within him just ah. to murder people and shit like that. But... You know, in order to tap into it, he needs to let the desire overtake him. Is Kira a serial killer who only kills other serial killers? Oh, most definitely not. <laughs> there's there's no question he murders normal people. Maybe he wants a quiet life and that's why he kills people. Because his He wants to be allowed. the only person. There was time now. Do you, you know um, in Warhammer... I don't, but uh, go on. There's a guy whose entire motivation is... I don't want anyone else to question me because I just want to live alone and it'd be nice and quiet. This sounds like most people in Warhammer because they're all fascists. No, because most of them are like, yo, we want to be like in power. This guy's like, yeah, I don't want other living beings. I just want to be alone and like nice and quiet on the down low. You know, not any problems around me. Just having a calm time. No drama. 420 friendly. Yeah, all of you guys can be skeletons if you want, but none of you can talk back. Just, you know, nice and chill. There's a guy like that. What do you think Kira's power will be like if he has one? Um, hmm. Well, okay, let's assume that Kira is the guy at the start of the episode who has the cat eyes. In the opening. In the opening with the terrible song. <laughs> yes. That is terrible. In the bad opening that has the bad song. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, if it's him, his stand power has something to do with cat eyes, but I don't understand. Dan, what the cat eyes would be. Maybe he has the power to charm people? Dak Rambo has cat eyes. Shout out to Neo Scum Podcast. hey Um, Maybe he has... Yeah, maybe he's like a vampire. He has the ability to, like, charm people into doing things, you know? So, we've we've done vampires, you know? <laughs> yeah, but did we ever have anyone that was like, you will do as I say? Dio had such charisma that he was able to sway an orangutan and a baby to his side. <laughs> That is true. That is not a lie. A super intelligent baby, mm. might I add. Um, okay, well, maybe... I mean, the thing is, I don't think it's the guy in the OP. That's the thing. That's what gets me, is I don't think it's that dude. Interesting, interesting. Because that dude has cat eyes, and Kira didn't have that cat eyes. That could be more literal a take than they're necessarily going for, just putting that out there. Mm. But if Kira is the big bad of this part... Just say villain. If he is the villain bad of this part, <sighs> then... You vex me. <laughs> okay, well, if it is that guy, then I reckon his stand power might have something to do... With cats? With... I mean, maybe not cats, but, like, some kind of... Leopard? Maybe? Like, his, his car's got leather. He's got, like, a sports car, nice house, but we haven't seen the inside of the house yet. And he's got this weird... Yeah, maybe he's a crazy cat person and he's like 40 cats in his house. No, he's got 40 hands in his house. He's a crazy hand person. Uh Um, hmm. He lives in the well underneath Kakariko Village. Mm. Maybe... (gasps) What if his stand is Def Leopard? Oh, that'd be pretty cool. Oh, that'd be funny. Because it's like, my stand is Def Leopard. It removes the sound from areas so I can murder in them without being overheard. That'd be pretty fucking good. Man, we should have saved that for a <laughs> for a Patreon bonus stand Shit. message. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think he. It's going to be a normal episode with a normal life, and his stand power is going to be something to do with maybe like 
getting angry at him for not... It's like Venom, right? Like, he gets angry at him and then he just murders people. Sure, all right. Let's wrap it up. We're running long. <laughs> okay. So, uh, this has been our Jojo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast. I'm Liam S. Smith. I'm, I'm Nick Ballantyne. As we uh, wrap up, uh, if you want to help us promote the show, give us a retweet when we post the episode on Twitter or rate us on iTunes or similar services that we're on. Or just listen. Yep. Uh, our theme music is... Uh, Degrassi by Milk Juice. Joe Grassi. Yeah. Joe Grassi, Next Generations. <laughs> uh, if you would like to financially support the show, you can on Patreon slash JoJo's World. Patreon.com slash JoJo's World. That's an important distinction. That and I just a to note, make. too, that something went awry with Patreon recently where a bunch of people's credit cards have been declined. So if you if you do support us on that and would like to continue doing so, just give that a quick once over to make sure that's still working for you. Hmm. Quick shout out to Yong Ye because why not? I'm just checking something on our um, Twitter account quickly uh, mm-hmm. before we wrap up. And uh, I just want to point out that uh, Twitter user Someone Important has told me to tell Nick that Chase is a great song and that he should like it. Wait, what was Chase again? The bad OP that you don't like. How dare he? How dare this person? Anyway. No, I'm... No, it's not a great... O- How da- Who is this person? Does, do they think someone they're important? important? Do they think they're really that important to that, call themselves... Their name some- is Someone Important. Nick, don't put down our listeners. I'm just saying. How they're, dare he? Every one of our listeners is someone important to me. <laughs> Quick no, shout I out refuse. to another JoJo's Bizarre Adventure podcast I've come across recently. I haven't listened to it, of course, because I will never listen to another JoJo's Bizarre Adventure <laughs> podcast while we are producing this, or I will inevitably start treading on their content because I'll take the comedic path of least resistance. Uh-huh. Um, but the people on... I've followed the people who make it on Twitter. They seem like decent sorts. Give it a listen. It's a JoJo's Bizarre podcast. That's a Twitter handle at JJBpod. Hey, nice. It might be good. You don't know. I literally don't. But their um, their Twitter art is really cool. Oh, damn. Check them out. Tell them JoJo's World sent you. Until next time. To, to be, be continued. continued.